Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Santa Maria Valley, California, with my new friend Jennifer Harrison of SantaMariaValley.com. She's been a part of the local community all of her life, and she loves sharing her tips about the area's wineries, annual festivals, and local businesses. In this episode, Jennifer and I talk about visiting a loofah farm, attending the Santa Maria Barbecue Festival, and taking a ride on the wine trolley. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus a bunch more. If you know someone that wants to visit Central California's wine region, I'd love it if you share this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Jennifer's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Santa Maria Valley. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and to select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So today we're talking about the Santa Maria Valley of California, and it's part of like the wine region in the in the, the Central Coast. And as somebody that used to live in California, I used to love going up the coast, you know, seeing the ocean on one side and, and all the awesome wineries along the, uh, along the other side. And so I never actually made it up to Santa Maria Valley, so I'm really interested to learn all about it. And that way, the next time I come out to California, I can come up and visit. You know, we actually hear that quite a bit. Um, people kind of get to the solving San Yanez area and then don't realize that there's the whole beautiful wine country just farther north in the same county. Sure, sure. So what's your connection to the area? Um, I was actually born and raised here. I left after high school and did some schooling and then came back and raised my family. So I'm genuinely a local and a native here. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So if people are coming to, to visit uh, the Santa Maria Valley, um, you know, I, I know just from being in Southern California, the weather is generally awesome all year long. What's the weather like there? Because uh, I know that obviously you, you got the the cool breezes coming through. To, that really helps develop uh, a lot of the grapes for the for the tremendous wines and everything. So, if somebody wants to come visit, what time? What type of year uh, should they come? Oh well, you know, there's really no bad time. I mean, our our climate here is very moderate year round. Um, you know, we did have some rains. We typically do during the winter season, but you know, fall is probably our best season. Um, it's the warmest. It's probably the most calm in terms of wind and that sort of thing. But you know, outside of that, the the weather's typically sixty five ish on average year round. Uh, it really is just a great destination to get away to any time of year. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Now, uh, also when people are planning their trips, a lot of times they want to plan it around a certain festival or annual event that happens. What type of events happen throughout the year in Santa Maria Valley? Oh, boy, we've really become sort of the hub of the car culture in the car show scene. We have a great one that happens every Memorial Day. It really shuts down the city in terms of, you know, the, the crews that they put on. It's, there's a big car where they actually, you know, are stationary and you can go and walk between the show and the car, the, excuse me, the cars. It's a lot of fun and it's very family friendly, but we have several of them throughout the year. There's probably one a month on average, I would think. We more recently launched an air show that happens in October. It's our air fest. And of course, our barbecue fest that happens um, in May every year. We love our barbecue locally. Barbecue has become such a staple to our community and to our family. To our, It's generational. It's something that we carry down through our family. 
Uh, and so having that event in May to celebrate, you know, National Barbecue Month is super important to us and it's becoming more and more popular. No, absolutely. And one of the things I love also, like, you know, especially in visiting the wine country is being able to pair like the wines with the different types of foods. You know, beer's a, beer's great too, you know, but having sometimes like the, the wine actually brings out the flavors so much better when I'm trying barbecue or some of the other foods that are available. Yeah, you know, I think what's interesting is that just by coincidence, you know, we're known for our barbecue here, this wonderful tradition that we do here locally, but it pairs really well with our wines and our wines, you know, our Pinot Noirs, our Chardonnays, our Syrahs are are bold, but gentle at the same time. We have a longer harvest season, so it allows them to develop a little bit more and they pair really well with what we're known for is our barbecue. So just by chance, we just happen to have the two things that pair really well together. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, let's take a step back for a second. Like I said, when I lived in Southern California, I would just drive up the coast and come visit. You know, It was a few-hour drive from Orange County where I lived. But for people that are listening to the podcast, maybe they're you know across the United States, maybe they're internationally, how would we actually get to the Santa Maria Valley if we're, if we're flying in? Santa Maria is really a, kind of in the drive space, right? So we have, of course, the, the international big airports in LA and San Francisco that folks can fly into. Um, but even more closely is the San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara airports, which are within 30 and 45 minutes, respectively. And then the Santa Maria airport has an, a flight that comes in from Las Vegas. So there are certainly ways you can fly in. We do recommend that people take a little bit of a drive to come in. And that's because you, I think, appreciate and value the coastline in our region so much more when you see it as you're driving in. It's beautiful. Like you mentioned, it's coastline to your west. It's vineyard lined hillsides to your east. And it's really something that you you have you have to see in person. And I think we really value and appreciate people who just kind of drive in and experience that as they come in, because then it really speaks to what our community is once they get here. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other things that, that I used to do is sometimes, because obviously, you know, you're checking out all the different wineries, you don't want to be driving everywhere, you know, uh, you want to be safe with, with all that. So we sometimes we'd actually take the train from Orange County up the coast. And you, again, you're getting all the great views, but you're not having to drive sometimes a little bit more affordable as well. Uh, does the train actually come through Santa Maria Valley? Uh, it does. We have a stop in Guadalupe, which is just a few miles from downtown Santa Maria and or the wineries, which are just a couple miles east of that. It's a light, easy ride that you can take the Amtrak and, and go right up the coast. It goes right along the coastline again. It's beautiful and actually gives you some scenery you can't see when you're driving up Highway 101. You know, and then we recommend kind of doing a ride share from there and, and potentially hopping on you know, going to one of our stops, our wine trolley stops and taking the wine trolley out into wine country. And it gives you access to all of these things without having to drive yourself. Perfect. Okay. So you mentioned like the wine trolley again, that's I'm, I'm the dad of the family. I'm the one that's normally driving and, and everything like that. So any sort of option I can find where I don't have to drive it is a, is a wonderful thing for me. So you have a wine trolley that actually kind of takes you around through all the different wineries. So that way you can enjoy without having to you know, have a designated driver or, or take any sort of risks, right? We do. It's a lot of fun and it's totally family friendly. It's very affordable. Tickets are about $15 a piece and it it runs on about a 65 minute loop. So you can pick it up at any one of the stops on the trolley, gives you access to probably, probably seven or eight wineries. And it also takes you into Old Town Orchid. Um, And it loops about 65 minutes, which is kind of the typical time of a tasting. But you can go out into wine country, spend the afternoon out there with your family, have a picnic, hop the trolley and come back into town. So it's a safe, affordable way to access wine country and enjoy it with your family and your friends without having to spend a lot of money and, you know, really have to worry about the safety of it. Now, you mentioned uh, families there in the last comment. Like a lot of times we travel with our kids. Uh, Right now they're eight and 12. Are there things 
you know, that we can do with, with kids while we're there. Cause obviously they're not going to be, they're not going to be you know, sampling the wines are the wineries family friendly. And what are some of the other things that they can do while they're there? Cause obviously we don't, we don't want them sitting there on their, on their tablets or their phones the entire time while we're enjoying ourselves. Right. Right. At eight and 12. I love those ages. My kids were there, you know, we, we certainly enjoyed all of the community and what we had, you know, in terms of attractions and, and things when they were that age as well. But I think what you'll find at a lot of our wineries is because they're family friendly, there's things for kids to do. You know, a lot of them have sort of these life, you know, you've probably seen the life-size Jengas and the chess boards and bocce ball and different things like that. Wide open spaces where you can throw a frisbee or throw a football and play. Most of them are dog friendly. You can even bring pets out with you. I think because of who we are as a, as a culture here, and how family friendly we are as a, as a community, we embrace that in our attractions and the things that visitors would like to do as well. So there's really not any places the kids wouldn't find something to do and have fun with. Oh, fantastic. Now, you mentioned the uh, the, the trolley stops at like seven or eight different wineries. What are those wineries so that way people can kind of, if they're listening, maybe they want to check them out uh, you know, online and figure out what type of wines they offer and everything else? Absolutely. So Conwood is probably one of our most popular stops on the trolley. It does have wine caves. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of tour some old wine caves. And they, of course, have, are very family friendly as well. And then from there, you'll venture into uh, Costa de Oro tasting room, um, which is a little bit sort of just outside the city. And there's a nice steakhouse right next to it. Uh, they have typically live music throughout the year. So there's always entertainment and things going on there. And then it takes you to this year, we ha- we added a new stop and it's called the Santa Maria Public Market. And there you'll be able to find Esfuerzo wines, as well as five different menus and different styles of food by different chefs to enjoy. And there it ventures into Old Town Orchid and you can experience Old Town Wine and Brew, Naughty Oak Brewing Company. Um, there's Lark and Sparrow Tasting Room. There's, oh gosh, there's many. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. El Vignero is one of them. Uh, Stellar Cellars is there. So there's a ton within walking distance of just one or two stops on the trolley there. And then it takes you back out to Cottonwood and it does that same loop throughout the day. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, uh, you mentioned the the steakhouse. Like, I, I love a good steak and everything. You mentioned, like, I think it's next to Costa de Oro? It is. There's one called Cool Hand Luke's. It's pretty popular with locals. Um, but I will mention that there is one that's not on the trolley stop that I highly recommend that people have to check out when they come here. It is who we are. It's family owned and operated. It's been around for decades. It's the Hitching Post Casmalia. And they really are the quintessential Santa Maria style dining option in the community. It's has an open red oak fire pit inside the restaurant. So you get to see it and smell it and experience it. And the food is just, it, it, it's amazing. It's, you can't beat it anywhere. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, now, when we're talking about like uh, family-friendly things to do, I think when I was re- doing a little research on uh, SantaMariaValley.com, that there was actually a rodeo that, uh, that comes through your town. Uh, yeah, so our rodeo is award-winning. It happens every year in early June. It goes on for about four days. And I think the best part about our rodeo is not only is it family-friendly, but it gives back to a lot of local charitable organizations. And one of them is our kids with cancer. Our local community really gets behind our cancer center here, specifically around adolescent and juvenile cancers. And they raise a ton of money throughout the rodeo and they give back to those organizations in our community. So it's kind of full circle. You really get to enjoy it, get to enjoy it with your family, but you know, it's going back to a good cause. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, as a parent thinking of your kids getting sick, especially with something like devastating as cancer, you know, anything you could do to try to help them, those families out that are they're suffering through that is a, is a wonderful thing. And I'm, I'm really glad that to hear that they are giving back that way. 
Now, when we're also looking at other things to do in, in the Santa Maria Valley, again, obviously we're, we're enjoying ourselves a little indulging a little bit with like the steak and the barbecue and, and, and the wines. Uh, there's other like things we can do to kind of make sure we're a little bit more fit and, and, uh, getting, getting one-on-one with nature. Right. So I was reading that there's a, there's a bunch of different beaches nearby and there's also a bunch of hiking trails. Oh yeah. You know, I think what we've realized in the last several years is that outdoor space is a great place to be, right? We all love being outdoors and Santa Maria Valley really has a lot of great outdoor space. You have access to, you know, 15 different beach points. So you can access different beaches within 30 miles. There's tons of hiking and outdoor space and really at all levels, right? So you can take your, your little ones out and, and still experience the outdoors. Also, Flaco Lake is one that's very low impact. It's about a two and a half mile walk. Um, and it goes through a wildlife preserve and takes you out to the beach and back. It's it's very different from your typical, what you would think is your consumer beach is very active. And, you know, there's a lot of activity and, and um, visitors and tourists and things like that. It's It's not that. It's very quiet. Um, you get to really be one with nature and experience what's out there. And you walk through probably 10 or 12 different ecosystems as you go from the front, you know, the beginning of the trail all the way to the beach and back. Um, it's really a great experience, you know, and then we have sort of things that are a little bit more intense or your point cells that are nine miles back, you know, round trip and really test your, your endurance a little bit more. So it's really all levels and, you know, there's something for everybody. No, it's great to hear because a lot of times, like I said, I'm, I'm traveling with my kids and although I could probably do some of these more adventurous hikes, maybe they're, maybe that's a little too much for, for them as well. Right. And so it, it's good to have something for all, for all levels. Definitely. You know, and then of course there's always, you know, the berry picking and the strawberry pickings and, you know, our loofah farm and all those fun things to do outdoors too, that are experiential outside of just kind of an outdoor walk and a hike. And what is the loofah farm? Oh yeah, we have a we have a loofah farm about about five to ten minutes north of downtown Santa Maria Valley, where they actually grow loofahs, real loofahs. Like the sponges that you have, like in the in the shower. Yeah, did you know you could grow them? I, I didn't know that until the farm opened, probably about fifteen or so years ago, and they actually grow them right there on the trees, and you can take them and and buy them and use them like you would in the shower. They're real loofahs. Wow, that is <laughs> that, you, <laughs> you just blew my mind. That is, that is really cool. Fun little fact. <laughs> right on. Uh, now thinking of like some of the other things that we should be doing when we're, when we're visiting the San Maria Valley, I understand that there's like some beach dunes. There's like a, a ranch that's nearby there. Yeah. So we have our Los Flores ranch. It's actually owned and operated by the city. So it's really well maintained, but it's, it's really outdoor space, right? So there's, you know, animals out there that you can look at kind of a, and feed if you'd like. There's little playground areas and picnic areas that are set out there. There's also just these wide open spaces where you can do horseback riding or, you know, do trail running or cycling and things like that. And it's just, it's kind of an enclosed but open space that you have access to and, and you really feel removed from really congestion and, and the busyness of the city. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why we used to love going to the central, central coast because it felt like a, like almost like a different planet almost versus the concrete jungle that we lived in in LA and, and Orange County, right? One of the other things that, you know, when you have this much nature nearby, obviously, you know, there's a lot of birds there. They're helping pollinate the plants and, and do all, all the things that they do. And I guess it's a really good area for, for bird watching too, right? It really is actually. Um, and this is something that I learned only working in this position when I took it on was how much draw there is from the birding community, the bird watching community to areas like the Osa Flaco Ranch and different waste areas actually in the area. I didn't realize how many they attracted, but apparently it's super popular and I'm just learning a lot about it most recently because of the Osa Flaco correlation with the birds and that. 
Oh, sure, sure. And then also, you know, I golf not as good as I want to or not as often <laughs> as, I, as I want to, you know. <laughs> Nobody's really that good. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, some of the people I watch on TV, it's like, oh, man, how did you even do that? So I guess there's a lot of uh, golf courses there nearby as well, right? There is. My husband and I are, are very big into golf and like yourself, probably not very good, but we still enjoy the game. You know, we have several public courses that are very beautifully maintained um, that we love. And there's also some that are private courses that you still have access to. If you if you look at packages within kind of our local lodging industry, sometimes you'll find packages for some of the private, privately owned clubs and golf courses around here. But, you know, there has to be probably about maybe 15 courses within about 30 miles of Santa Maria Valley, you know, at all different skill levels, of course. But yeah, there, there's plenty and there's a lot of them and it'd be hard to get them all done in, in even a year, let alone, you know, on a weekend trip. But there's certainly packages available that could help kind of navigate the popularity of some of those and which ones you should visit based on kind of the packages the hotels put together. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, like, what are a couple of the, the public courses that that are there in Santa Maria Valley? Yeah. So Rancho Maria tends to be a super popular one. It's easily accessible. It's very affordable and open to the community and to the public. And it's Rancho Maria. It's just probably north of Orchid, about five miles or so on Highway 1. Black Lake is in Napomo, as well as Trilogy and Monarch Dunes. And Cypress Ridge is probably kind of the top, more popular ones closest to Santa Maria Valley. Oh, that's really cool. Now, now one of the things I'm, I'm sure that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but on SantaMariaValley.com, I'm sure that that you have a lot of the, the latest deals whenever people are coming by to, to plan their trip. Uh, so you can direct people in the, in the right direction as far as if they want to be able to do like a golf and stay package or something like that, right? Yeah, we certainly link off to a lot of our partner sites that will have plenty of that information. Um, you know, we do talk about things like our key card promo. The hotels, if you work with the hotels and you let you get your hotel key card, you can actually go to the tasting rooms in many of the wineries locally and show them your key card and they'll give you a discount. So there's different things like that on our website that folks can can find as they're building out their itinerary and their stays. So the key card promo basically says if you're staying at a, at a local hotel, then you can get some discounts at the wineries. And does it provide anything else? Um, it usually gives kind of two for one tastings and or like discounts on purchases of wine. They will also usually give you discounts on trolley tickets, um, depending on their availability. They tend to sell quickly, but some of that's based on availability, but um, they can certainly connect you with uh, the local chamber, which is where I work or the visitor center. We have additional discounts there as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Like earlier, you kind of, you kind of hinted at the barbecue and, and the, the steakhouses, but I know there's a lot of great food in the Santa Maria Valley, uh, especially a lot of like local, I'm sure mom and pop type of restaurants and everything else. What are some of the places we need to make sure we hit when we're there to get a good meal and, and enjoy ourselves uh, during our trip? Oh yeah. Um, we are definitely kind of an up and coming, I think food community, food culture here, foodie lovers. Barbecue, of course, is top-notch, right? We have the Hitching Post Casmelia that I already mentioned. Far Western Shaw's is probably our top three steakhouses in town that are really, truly authentic Santa Maria style. Um, in addition to that, we, you know, the Italian food scene is really starting to bubble up in Old Town right now. Um, we have Tutoria Ulavetos. We have Bella Fornos, who have amazing pizzas and, and different small, you know, family-friendly meals. We tend to see a lot more families at Bella Fornos. But, you know, we have a great Mexican food scene. And I think that's pretty typical for California. But I think what you'll find unique and what we've been able to create in our community is sort of a taco trail map. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you can actually download that on our website and kind of follow the trail and find the best tacos in town. 
Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm like a little <laughs> speechless. Like it's almost lunchtime right now, and I'm uh, I'm thinking of food, and I can only imagine walking around and, and checking out all them tacos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on. now, uh, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, as far as like obviously before you head out for the day, whether it's hiking the trails, hitting the golf course, or checking all the wineries, you want to make sure you have a start the day off with a good breakfast. Where would we go for that? Oh, Kay's Country Kitchen for sure. Uh, without a doubt. They're in Old Town Orchid. Again, family owned and operated, you know, smaller location, super popular. All the locals go there for for breakfast. It's just a great spot. You know, if you're looking for something a little lighter, something like cups and crumbs would be a great alternative. They actually have two locations and do things kind of in the avocado toast and, and muffins and danishes and that sort of arena. But they also have a great coffee flight. They do coffee flight samplers to kind of kickstart your morning. So there are certainly kind of variations of options if you wanted something a little more hearty or or something a little lighter, you know, more cafe style. Oh, you definitely have my wife's uh, interest at the, at the coffee flight. That's for sure. <laughs> She's <laughs> all about the coffee. Now, uh, like I said, a lot of times we, we travel with our kids and I also have a little bit of a sweet tooth myself. Uh, if we want to f- have like a afternoon's treat, you know, or like a little candy or ice cream or something like that, where would we go for, for a little dessert? Oh, wow. Gina's piece of cake. For sure. She really does take the cake, pun intended. She's been around forever. She's a local gal. She has a location in the Santa Maria Town Center Mall, and she's just getting ready to open another location in Old Town. So you have a couple options there, but she's great. Everyone loves her here locally. Her desserts are phenomenal. She does everything from, you know, sort of your traditional pastries to full-blown wedding cakes and everything in between. She really is a, a local gem, and we love her, and I would recommend her to anybody. That sounds wonderful. Now, like I said, a lot of times we travel with the kids, but sometimes we get them to, to stay with grandma. And that, that way, my wife and I get a little date night by ourselves. If we want to go out for like a, a good meal, maybe a little dancing, something like that, uh, where would we do that? Oh, you know what's really fun is Cubanissimo. It's a little Cuban cafe, uh, very authentic, amazing food. Again, we talked about the coffees, right? They have great coffees. They also do some small cocktails, some light cocktails. But they also do dancing lessons and different dance nights there. And they oftentimes have comedy night um, and different events there that are more kind of adult themed. And, uh, you know, so you can pair that with a great dinner, dining, and then you have this experience afterwards that you can use as like a date night. My husband and I have loved it. We've enjoyed it. We've done it several times with the different events they do there. You know, a second option would be the garden restaurant. It's Mediterranean food, amazing food, but they too do live comedy nights. They have dancing and different activities that they have throughout you know, the year, just kind of based on what's going on in the community and kind of the time of year and that. But both are, are great and fun and perfect for date nights. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that sometimes you get caught up in like the normal day to day and you, you're focused on the kids and their school and their sports and doctors and everything like that. You forget to have like those date nights with your with loved ones. So it's good to be able to kind of break apart and be able to do that for sure. Absolutely. I agree. Well, right on. Well, Jennifer, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for the Santa Maria Valley. I kind of feel bad. Like, you know, I stopped short probably five, 10 miles away or whatever, you know, and never <laughs> got a chance to actually experience it for myself. But uh, now that I know all about it, the next time we're in California, we're definitely going to come out and hang out. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody had only time for one meal when they visited the Santa Maria Valley, where were they going? What should they eat? Absolutely. Going back to the Hitching Post, Casmalia, and hands down, Santa Maria style barbecue. You have to have your steaks. They have amazing artichokes that they cook there. The pinquito beans that are native to our community that are a staple and a part of the barbecue that we're famous for. But definitely the Hitching Post, Casmalia, and Santa Maria style barbecue. Right on. Like you said, you've you lived in the area. You grew up. You left for a little bit. You realized the error of your ways and came on back. 
you know? <laughs> so, <Yeah>. I'm, <laughs> so I'm sure you have a, a lot of great stories. Which one are your most memorable? Oh, well, you know, it's tough to narrow it down to just one because I, you know, the industry that I work in, I get to play in as well, right? So it's really hard to really narrow it down to one experience. But I will tell you what has been most impactful in my career has been watching Santa Maria Valley through my children's eyes is seeing them experience the car shows and the festivals and all of these things that just make our community so great and seeing it through their eyes as they've grown up and how much they love and appreciate this community and being able to share that with them, I think just, just sits with me. So importantly, it, it, it's just so close to me. It's, it's very special to me to have that opportunity to show it to my children as well as share it to with the world. Right. I get, I get both sides of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things that as I've gotten older and, and my kids have, have grown up and everything that visiting the places that I visited, you know, as a kid or even as an adult and then bringing them back and then seeing how they react to things. It's hard to describe how like heartwarming that is. It really is, you know, and going back generational, right. It's my parents probably saw that in me and my siblings. And now I'm starting to appreciate it from a different perspective. That is so cool. Well, speaking of good times and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Santa Maria Valley? Oh, Blast is probably pretty fun. Blast 825 in Orchid's probably the most fun. And you'll get such a diverse crowd. You'll get locals, you'll get tourists and visitors that are here. Um, if you're really kind of looking for that lively happy hour, if you're looking for something a little more kind of to wind down in the evening, the Winestone Inn is a cute little boutique hotel in Orchid, and they have a great happy hour. And again, Orchid it is the place to be really kind of anytime. And there's lots of tasty rooms there that have kind of that happy hour vibe going on. Right on. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Santa Maria Valley? Bella Forno's for sure. A small little business owned by a local family, and they do a wonderful job at the wood-fired pizzas, authentic Italian pizzas. Oh, that's amazing. Now, like you said, working in the in the travel industry, you know, I'm sure you traveled a lot. Uh, you also help people travel to the to your local area. I'm sure you've amassed some really great tips over over the years. What's your best travel tip? Oh boy, specific to Santa Maria Valley, I hands down would tell people talk to locals when you get here. And it's not just because they'll give you insight on what there is to see and do while you're here, but it goes back to the culture of who we are as a community. Everyone is family. No one feels like an outsider when they come here. So really talking to the locals and getting to know the people who are sitting next to you at the restaurants and sitting next to you at the tasting rooms and enjoying the same attractions and outdoors and passing people on hikes. It really is who we are and gives you a whole level, other level of experience um, that you wouldn't have otherwise. And, you know, we welcome people here as if they're family and we want people to feel that when they get here and people love talking about this community. So that would be my number one rec- recommendation is when you get here, talk to people. You'd be surprised what you'll find out, what you'll learn about the community. No, I love that. Yeah, it, I'm like that person that I'm like always talking to the locals wherever I travel. And that's where I came up with the, the idea for this podcast. Sometimes people are a little shy, right? And they're they're afraid to do it. And that's why I have you know, expert guests like you on the on the show. But I want people to understand, like, it's okay to just talk to people. Like, they're probably not going to punch you in the face. You know, uh, <laughs> the worst case, maybe they give you a weird look and then you just move on. But nine times out of 10, you're probably going to get somebody who loves the town and can't wait to tell you all their favorite things, you know? And so, you know, step out of your comfort zone a little bit and talk to somebody and, and you'll be amazed at what you find. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You might be surprised. They might just start talking to you and, and spark up the conversation, right? Just kind of be open to the locals. I, I think it would enhance any anybody's experience here. Absolutely. So, well, Jennifer, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? 
Yeah. So uh, my name is Jennifer Harrison. I am the tourism director with the Santa Maria Valley Chamber, and I oversee all things tourism, including our hotel association. Um, we are the destination marketing arm for the community. Right on. So if people want to learn more about uh, Santa Maria Valley or about your position, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Our website is com. If you want to reach us on any of the you know social engines, you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Santa Maria Valley as well as Pinterest and, and all of the, the other familiar platforms, TikTok as well. We're at Santa Maria Valley. Fantastic. Well, I'll definitely include links to those in the show notes. Jennifer, it's been a pleasure talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Wonderful. We, we look forward to having you. Thank you for having me today. What a wonderful conversation with Jennifer. I'm dreaming of visiting the Santa Maria Valley to enjoy a delicious plate of barbecue and a big glass filled with a hearty red wine. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Jennifer's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Santa Maria Valley. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we visit Nagata, Japan to speak with my new friend Greg Gugmacher, a freelance travel writer and self-proclaimed hot spring addict. In this episode, Greg and I talk about competing in the international snowball fight, exploring the Murakami Garden Exhibitions, and visiting Sado Island. You'll be joining us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <music>